Hey, this is your girl, Sister Cherry Love. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready?
Hey, this is your girl, Cherry Love, coming to you live on Shield Choir Radio. Want to say peace and blessings to all. Uh, let me unmute my sister's mic here. I hope I have done that already. Uh, let's see. Uh, sister Raquel, are you there? Yes, ma'am. Can you hear me? Yes, ma'am. How are you? Peace and blessings to you, dear sister. Peace and blessings to you also, sis. And good evening to the listening audience out there tonight. Thank you all for joining us and listening in. So um, tonight we're going to be talking about weeds in the garden with uh, regarding Adam and Eve. Um, to clear up a few things, because it's some things that are not being addressed and of course, I'm gonna let my sister take kind of take the lead on this one, <laughs> if she don't mind. Um, we're gonna definitely bring some things out. I know right now we got this show going on, and right now uh, our brother G Man he's got a show going on. As I know, a lot of those listeners will probably be over um, soon enough. Um, so they're over there battling uh, as usual. Um, I want to say peace and blessings to the Shield Squad brothers. Uh, Brother Volker, Brother G-Con, uh, Brother Surreal, and uh, all, the, all of us, if I can't remember y'all name, you know, charge it to my head, not my heart. Um, but tonight we're going to address a few things. And even for those who um, who have not called in yet, because right now I don't see any callers or anything, but that's okay. Um, because I know where they're at. They'll be over here later on. Um, but for those who are listening in uh, on the other end where I can't see, um, you know, we're going to be addressing some things up in Genesis regarding Adam and Eve because, like I said before, there are some crucial things that's being left out. And I will be honest with you, I, I, I believe that it's kind of unfair. And I believe my sister uh, Raquel, who toils in the scriptures, contends in the faith, feels that it's unfair as well. Um, so we're going to definitely be pointing some things out tonight. Uh, for those who have not kept this episode, you know, you can catch it later on, of course. Uh, but we, uh, by all means, please, you know, show your great support to the show squad because we work so hard tirelessly. I'm telling you, this is not an easy job at all. Um, and I'm sure my dear sister can uh, definitely agree with that. So uh, I'm going to fall back for a second, and I'm going to let her bring forth some of the information real quick, and then we're going to be basically be discussing uh, this back and forth, and then hopefully later on, you know, call us again to, you know, press that one. Um, for anybody uh, who doesn't know the number, the number is 917 Again, that is 917-889-2233. Please press that one to leave your question and comments and call in. Um, go right ahead, sister. You got the floor. All right. Thank you, sister. Thank you. So I'm just going to jump right into it. So our show is entitled, um, so help me out, sister. What is, <laughs> I drew a blank. What is the title of our show? I know it's um, Weeds in the Garden, but I, th- I think that I had put that um, we were going to address um, the transgression yeah, of Adam and Eve. Is that correct? Garden, right. Yeah. Some mm-hmm. of the, what really know, happened in the like, garden? 
what really went down because again, let me let, let and maybe let me let me fire you up. Let me light your fire real quick. So again, I know you done heard sister um that oh, you know, it was because of Eve, you know, it was all because of Eve transgressing. She caused Adam to eat that apple and like Adam wasn't there. Like he wasn't there. Like he didn't know nothing that was going on. You know, like he was just completely blindsided and everything was strictly this woman's fault. And, of course, God found fault with, with all three, the serpent, Eve, and Adam. But who did he call first? He called Adam first. So, you know, I just want to jog your memory on that. Go ahead, sis. Correct. So um, in that, in saying that um, we're trying to figure out what exactly happened in the garden. So it's a few weeds that we're going to pull up because uh like sister just said mostly what we're hearing or what I get a lot when talking about the fall is that a lot of the blame is placed on Eve since she was the first to eat the fruit. So we're going to go through the scriptures to see exactly who was responsible for what and what the scripture says as far as um who exactly is responsible for the fall. So sis, I'm going to get you can you do some reading for me is that possible? I I sure can. Let me go ahead and get my Bible. My, you know, I'm gonna do the old school way. I I don't have my new technology things. You know, I usually tell the <laughs> the audience, you know, that that tablet that's the new school way. But then you got some pages that you flip. That's the old school way. And don't get me wrong. Old faithful is always good. <laughs> Amen. Amen. There's nothing wrong with having a Bible in front of you. I personally prefer Amen. to study that way also. I mean, I use all tools, but I definitely like to have my um, my hard copy Bible right in front of me. Amen. Amen. Because you don't know when that battery's going to run out on you. <laughs> <laughs> but that hard copy won't. Okay, dear sis, where do you want me to go? Um, Let's start at uh, Genesis 2. Genesis 2. Okay. Uh-huh. And we can start at Verse 15, so we're, so here's what we're going to start. We're going to start where um, God has already created Adam, and we're going to talk about what God expected out of Adam and what Adam was told, and then we're going to go into um, exactly what the roles looked like when uh, before the fall. So start okay. at verse so 2. And you can read, I'm sorry, I started at verse 15, and you can read all the way through verse 18. We'll stop at 18. 18. Okay, here we go. Genesis chapter 2, verse 15, and it reads, And the Lord God took the man and put him into, into the garden of Eden, dressed it, and kept it. Verse 16, And the Lord God commanded the man, saying of of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat. Verse 17. But of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, thou shalt not eat of it. For in the day thereof thou shalt surely die. Verse 18. And the Lord God said, It is not good that the man should be alone. I will make him a healthy for him. Amen to the reading of the word. The first thing I want to point out here when reading verses 15 through 18 is that you see that 
Adam himself was given instructions directly from God. And once you get down to verse 18, you'll notice that Eve was not even created yet when Adam was given these instructions. I just want to point that out um, because I'm, I'm not sure if some people recognize that, that before Eve was even created from Adam, he was given commandments from God. All right. And then when you get down to uh, verse 18, and it says that um, it's not good for man to be alone, so I'll make a helper for him as a compliment. Um, when I look at these verses, to me, that's showing what God's original intent was for Adam and Eve. Um, it, it was definitely supposed to be a complementary role that she was playing. So the relationship that was between Adam and Eve before the fall was not a boss or subordinate relationship. It was definitely something that was complementary and in harmony, although the roles were different. Um, Sister, do you want to say anything about that? Um, no, uh, you're pretty much dead on point um, because when I, I, I'm listening to this particular verse, you see that God is having this conversation with Adam, so he's giving him the direction first you know, let him know, okay, what to do, what not to do. And like you said, Eve was going to be involved. Now, I'm not trying to say that she was exempt completely, you know, from uh, anything there after because, of course, Adam had to come and let her know, you know, I'm saying what was going down. No, I don't have nothing to say regarding that part. No, I'm good. Okay. Um. So when I, like, again, so when I'm looking at the roles, that uh, got it set in place between Adam and Eve, um, saying that he gave Adam the instructions or the commandments before Eve was even designed or formed. The way I kind of see their their uh, roles, to me, if I could put it in a worldly perspective, it would be the role of a senior a senior executive and an administrative executive. Now, if you work out in the world and you do anything that has to do with business, you'll know exactly what that is. But I'm going to go through um, what these two roles entail for those of you who may not be familiar. So a senior executive would be more of the role that Adam was in. And I'm just going to read, this is just uh, your regular definition. You can just look this up. Um, If you Google the definition of these two titles, you'll get what I'm telling you. Um, So senior executive has authoritative power to put plans, actions, and laws into effect, also to oversee the execution of said laws, plans, and actions, and has the power to appoint administrators. So that would be the role of a senior executive. That's what I would see or the role I would see Adam being in. Then you have the administrative executive, more of where Eve was placed as a helpmate or a a complementary partner to Adam. So this um, role, it handles or directs an assigned team, which I guess you could say would be children or household. Um, The administrative executive handles day-to-day operations, manages resources carefully, um, is responsible for planning, scheduling, organizing, and maintaining as an administrator. And as you can see, those two roles when, well, that's the way I see it. And when I look at it, those two roles complement each other. They uh, function together in unison. It's not that one is 
necessarily more important than the other. They, they're just different roles that need to function together. And I'm going to be quiet for a second just to give you, you know, some time to give some input. Well, yeah, I mean, and uh, I hey, the way that God has set it up in regarding, you know, the structure, you know, of course, man was formed first, and then, uh, and then after that, it was one. Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm cool with that. You know, whatever God is good with, I'm cool with it too. Um, but where, and I know we're gonna get to this later on, where the problem comes in, it just seems like when it comes down to, and I'm gonna just throw this in here, responsibility, or when things go down, those roles seem to be reversed. And that's not cool because when did God instruct man to even step out of leadership? You see what I'm saying? Whether it be good or bad. And I see that a lot. When things go bad, I see a lot of, and I'm not I'm not male bashing. I'm not male bashing. I don't want nobody to take it as bad. I see when things go bad, I see a lot of men, brothers, men, period, black, white, purple, I don't care, flip that role, and they put that woman in front of them. And then when she does try to step up to the plate and do something, then it's, oh, you're not supposed to do that. You're not supposed to do that. And then you want to flip it back. So I, that's, that's what I'm observing. I'm talking about especially in today's time. I'm noticing that a lot. But I, I'm trying to find, and I'm looking in these scriptures, where did God flip that role? He never did. And and like I said, I'm for one, I raise my hand. I don't have a problem with a man being in leadership role at all. He's supposed to be there. Cool. Be there through good times and be there through bad times. So I, I just wanted to throw that in there. I hope I didn't, you know, throw you off your track, sister. But I, as, as I'm listening to you speak, you know, regarding, because basically I hear the headship, you know, what you're speaking about regarding Adam, and then that came to my mind. So I just wanted to throw that in there. I hope that didn't take it too too far to the left. No, 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 that's good. That's good because we're definitely going to lead up to that. No, that was good. You're absolutely right. We're going to lead up to that. Um, So I guess maybe uh, following after what you said, if you'll go to uh, Genesis 3, Uh and we'll go ahead and read verses 1 through 6 regarding um, exactly what transpired during the fall. Okay. Um, Now the serpent was more subtile than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, hath God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden? Verse 2. And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden. Verse 3. But of the fruit of the tree, which is in the midst of the garden, God hath said, Ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it. Lest ye die. Verse 4. And the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall not surely die. Verse 5. For God doth know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened, and ye shall be knowing good and evil. Verse 6. 
And when the woman saw that that the tree was good for food and that it was pleasant to the eyes and, and a tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof and did eat and gave also oh. unto her husband, okay? Uh, go ahead, go ahead. And gave also unto her husband with her, and he did eat. That's verse 6. Amen to the reading of the word. So if you'll notice this, when the serpent came to the garden, he cunningly went to Eve, the one who was responsible for all the duties I just named off that require wisdom more so than authoritative power. Let me read those functions again. When I said um, her functions kind of reminds me of an administrative executive, let me read that again. So she would handle or direct an assigned team, which I would uh, say would probably be the children of the household, and the day-to-day operations, manages resources carefully, plans, schedules, organizes, and maintains as an administrator. Now, all these things require a lot of wisdom, a lot of juggling, a lot of planning. You see what I'm saying? doesn't require uh-huh. much authoritative power. So the serpent was very cunning in going to her instead of to Adam. Yeah. So what he did when he right when so so what he did was when he started talking to Eve, he caused her to have doubt. Um, basically doubt in Adam and his ability to lead her with his best best interest in mind. Um, and being that she became doubtful of Adam and what he had administered from God, she desired her own wisdom. And you can see that in verse, let me see, the exact verse where it talks about she was looking for wisdom. Uh, in verse 6, where it says, The woman saw that the tree was good for food and delightful to look at, and, it, and that it was desirable for obtaining wisdom. So you ask yourself, why would Eve say to herself, well, man, I really... I know that, you know, Adam told me what God said, but this fruit is looking good, and I, I really, really want this wisdom. Absolutely. Absolutely. Who wouldn't want wisdom? You know what I'm saying? Who wouldn't want wisdom? And I'm not saying what she did was right, so so, so y'all don't please don't, 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 don't take it that way. Um, but who wouldn't want, you know, it, it, it sounds like a good deal. You know what I'm saying? It's like somebody, you know, <laughs> I hate to do it like this, but I'm going to do it. It's almost like somebody saying, okay, this brand 2017, you know, car, two, you know, 2017 car, Lexus, or whatever the case may be, you can get it for $5. You know what I'm saying? And you don't have to pay nothing after that, fully insured and everything else, guaranteed, you know, even though you didn't read the fine print. <laughs> you didn't read the fine print. Uh, or, or what was going on. So, um, uh, yeah, I mean, he made it very, very, very appealing. So he had to. He had to. Absolutely. Because if he, he would have told her straight up, like, look, you do this, <laughs> you kicked out of here. Serpent, I believe that the serpent knew exactly what was going to go down. And so, um, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. which was the adversary, you know, and I have to I have to interject this. The devil does not do anything that he has not planned out and that in a way that he wants it to go. You understand what I'm saying? Just like with things where God, nothing just happens. You know, God has, uh, it's always, 
a thousand steps ahead of us. He knows he's omniscient, omnipresent. He already knows what's going to go down. So, again, the devil, and I'm not saying he has the same uh, high authority as God. <laughs> Please don't get this twisted. But what I'm saying is he, too, also has an agenda. And he, too, also has a plan. And he, too, has to literally destroy what God created. So, again, to cause this for confusion, and, and the list goes on. So, yeah, of course, he couldn't make this thing tell her the real deal. Like, hey, you need to, you know, da 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 this is going to happen. You ain't going to die. You ain't going to die. You're going to become a god. He had to make it appealing to her. He had to make it like, hey, you're going to be more wiser than what you are. Because if he would have told her the real deal, sister, do you believe Eve would have ate that apple? Come on, let's be real. Let's be real right now. Do you believe that Eve would have ever even went by that tree? I say no. I say no. 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 But in, in so, that, though, you know. in, in that very thing, she was deceived. See, Eve, what Eve did, she started searching. What she wanted was she was searching for wisdom outside of God. And as soon as she did that, that's where she opened the door to allow the serpent to deceive her. And 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 I just you know, um, I, I the the problem, and I keep going back to this. The, the problem is, you know, um, yeah, things got messed up. It did. It got messed up in the beginning. They 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 disobeyed God, and she gave it to her husband. Yeah, okay. But my question is. And I know this might sound like, you know, just a basic question, but God talked to Adam first, right? And he told him, look, don't do this. Eve is the helpman. When Eve brought that fruit to him, my question is, why didn't Adam say no? What what, what happened to the no? Because, see, we get a lot of no's in this day, age, and time for women. We, we're told, no, you can't do this. No, you can't say that. No, you can't be there. No, you can't hold this. No, you can't wear that. No, no, no. Where was the no in the midst of this situation? Yeah, I'm you're absolutely wondering. right. You're absolutely right because when you look at verse 6, let's see. This is just me and you talking. Ain't nobody, ain't nobody else called in. This is just you and I talking. I know they're going to hear this later, later on, so let's go into one of our conversations. This is just you and I on the phone. I ain't thinking about nobody else because now you got my mind working. Where was that no then? We got all of these no's going on right now, sister. All of these no's, and, and I'm talking about throughout centuries, okay? I'm talking about throughout centuries, through Jesus' time, through Babylonian time, Cush out time, whatever time you can think of, we got men telling women, no, 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 no. Okay, cool. And again, they have never lost their leadership role. They had it when God gave it to Adam. Where was the no then? That's what I want to know. I'm curious. I'm very right, I think that I think that we all are. We all wonder exactly what the thought process was. But when you go back and look at verse six, I'm gonna, I'm going to read again. Read it in totality again. It says, "Then the woman saw that the tree was good for food and delightful to look at, 
and that it was desirable for obtaining wisdom. And she took some of its fruit and ate it. She also gave some to her husband who was with her, and he ate it. So as you can see there, Adam was right there with her. And what's crazy about it, just like you just brought out, was that Adam was given the instruction. He was not ignorant of God's will. He didn't even try to dissuade or prevent Eve from eating the fruit, but was in full participation, fully aware of what was transpiring. Um, When you read that verse, you don't see anybody pressuring Adam. You don't even see Eve having to persuade him to eat of the fruit. He took it and he ate it. So it is clear that Adam sinned willfully. And through his sinning willfully, Adam failed in leadership. He failed in leadership. You know that um, when God gave him the command, let me go back and read it. So I want uh-huh. to quote what, what God told Adam exactly. Uh, so in Genesis 2, Verse 16, it says, and the Lord God commanded the man. Wait, let me start at verse 15. I'm sorry. It says, the Lord God took the man and placed him in the Garden of Eden to work it and watch over it. And the Lord God commanded the man, you are free to eat from any tree of the garden, but you must not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. For on the day you eat from it, you will certainly die. Now, that's exactly what God told Adam. Now, um... He commanded Adam to work and watch over the garden, which just didn't mean for him to, you know, to till and uh, plant fruits and vegetables. That's not what that meant. It, it meant that he literally was supposed to protect it and guard it and watch over it. Mm-hmm. So, so having said that, if, if he was supposed to be protected and watch over and guarding the garden, he had the authority and the power to put the serpent out. He shouldn't ever even have tolerated the serpent there in the first place. You see what I'm saying? So that's how it was a, mm-hmm. a complete and utter fail in leadership. Because the serpent should have never even had the opportunity to even talk with or deceive Eve in the first place. I mean, I'm going to let you uh, commentary on that if you like. No, that's, that's I think good. that sometimes uh-huh. we don't think yeah. about that, that that um when Adam was commanded to work and till the garden, that it wasn't just for him to, you know what I mean, to plant vegetables and, and fruit and, and work in the ground. He literally told him to watch over it. Uh-huh. God gave uh-huh. Adam some authority that he did not exercise. So, again, this is what, like you just said, is called failed leadership. Yeah, definitely. And don't dare, don't dare call it out. Don't dare call it out, though. But I'm I'm just saying, if if we if we see clear cut here, fair leadership, are are we not to call that out? Uh, I I mean, so are we supposed to just what ignore that completely and totally? Because that's what I've I've been seeing going on. Like honestly, you know. I, I, I see that a lot, and 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 the leadership even in women, even some of the leadership in women, both sides are failing. If you ask me, but that's just my personal opinion. So I'm I'm trying to leave my personal side out out of here. <laughs> no, go ahead. <laughs> go in on it. Tell us how you really feel. Yeah, yeah. I I I mean, I'm just being honest. I'm just seeing both sides failing. 
you know, um, you know, the the man is yes leader of the home. Um, that yes, the man is in leadership role. I don't have like I said, I don't have an issue with that. I'm cool with that. You know, sometimes it's it's like a relief. But here's the thing, that man that's in that leadership role, I want to make sure, I want to know, I want to feel secure and know that he knows what he's doing and being a leader. You see what I'm absolutely, saying? Absolutely, because that's definitely what, what drove Eve to doubt. She was not secure in in Adam's ability. She wasn't secure in his ability, at least, so she doubted. Yep, and it caused her to want that, you know what I mean, her own wisdom. So, amen, I definitely uh-huh. agree with you there. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Definitely, definitely. Um, I just want to uh, definitely um, uh, make an announcement. Again, this is uh, Shield Squad Radio. Uh, by all means, if you're listening, by all means, call in. The number is 917-889-2233 and press that one. Uh, if you want to uh, leave a uh, have a question or a comment, by all means, we will accept those. Uh, we want to hear what you have to say. Again, that is 917-889-2233, and this is Shield Squad Radio. Go ahead, sis. Go ahead and put this. Um, hold on, sis, just a second. Let me, I just thought about this something, sis, um, to, my, <laughs> to my wonderful, wonderful, beautiful women of God. Sister Raquel owes you an apology because we were supposed to meet tonight, but but I completely, completely forgot about Shield Squad Radio. So if any of the ladies are listening right now, I ask for your forgiveness. Please forgive me, and it just really seriously slipped my mind. <laughs> I have so much going on, so I, I have to say that. Women of God, please forgive me. I know that we were supposed to meet tonight. I will get with you all for a reschedule on that. But I'm oh, sorry, sis. I let you go ahead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I completely <laughs> forgot. I really did. I'm you just now thinking about it, and I'm thinking. You know what, sis? Don't, don't feel so bad about it because, again, like I said, we, you know, being in the show squad briefly, and let's just dip off for a second. Being in the show squad in this ministry, we have, we get wrapped up in so many things. And sometimes things come at the last minute, and sometimes things planned out, or something just happens for the moment. So I think some of the audience <laughs> are used to that with us or whatever, and, and we do appreciate y'all definitely being patient with us because, you know, we be forgetting sometimes, and that's so we're only human as well. But, um, yeah, I, I'm sure they ain't going to chop you up too bad. So they, now, they might chop me up because <laughs> I'm supposed to be right behind you, but, you know, but I, I'm sure they'll give you a pass or whatever because, you know, we still continue, you know, we're both contending in the faith, you know, trying to uh, definitely push out this information to the people. So I don't think that they're going to get on you too bad. I, I hope not now. I ain't guaranteeing nothing, but I just want to throw that in. <laughs> Um. Uh. But yeah. Uh. Back to the uh, subject at hand. Uh. Regarding the leadership role. Uh. Uh. Regarding the men and stuff and the women. You know. Uh. Right now. Uh. Sister, would you agree that we are in a time where we need both male and female to step up? Would you agree to that? Yes, definitely. I mean, I'm in agreement. I I think that we're in a time where 
as the Holy Spirit is being poured out that all types of people are going to be called to, to and commissioned to do God's work and God's bidding. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, and that's right. according to Acts two and seventeen. And we're at, and I'm we're definitely in that time in these times, in those times. Uh prophesied by Joel. Well, yeah, the, uh, definitely, and and a lot of people. It seems like some people tend to uh, bypass that. They, you know, like kind of glossed over that. Um, and it's so much going on, especially with the Hebrew Israelite doctrine, which is completely false. Um, because, uh, like I said before, before uh, we started the show or whatever, I was over there listening to uh, G Man's show. And again, shout out to him. Um, and he was uh, expressing, he was talking about, you know, he's dealing with Jim and dealing with their behavior. And of course, they uh, they don't believe that women should have any type of role whatsoever. Um, and especially when we talk about Adam and Eve, they just placed all blame on Eve uh, when it was clearly Adam's fault as well. Um, so, and they twist that scripture so bad. So, I mean, so bad. And I, I, I've heard all types of things regarding Genesis. Um, you know, like with General Johanna, you know, he's got the trees are metaphorically actually people. How that, please don't ask me how that, so I, I, that's completely stupid. Um, but he uses Ezekiel chapter 31. Which is the prophecy to uh, a prophecy against Pharaoh, and Pharaoh wasn't even uh, thought of at this time. Uh, to basically equate that to say that that is metaphorically um, saying that the trees in the garden were actually people. Um, how you work that out, I don't know. So I, I'm not even going to attempt to try. Um, but I, I find it a lot. With all of this twisting and flipping and manipulating and flipping these scriptures the way that they do, the Hebrew Israelites do, is disingenuous. It's disrespect, you know, and, and then to literally completely place blame on one side. Yes, you know, Eve definitely, she did listen to the serpent. She did eat from the tree and she did turn around and give it to her husband. But again, her husband was given, Adam, was given the commandment. He knew what God said. God talked to him first. God talked to him first and then turned around, where was the no? Where, where was where was the, the interception? Where was, no, we're not going to do that. No, you know what God said. No, what did I say? Something. You know, where was the interception? It wasn't there. That's why I went back and I asked those that, that question about no again, and I'm asking it again, and, of course, the scripture doesn't give it, but, hey, let's take some accountability and responsibility here. That's the common sense. Let that kick in and just say, you know what, I know what the scripture says and I know what the story says, but, you know what, Adam should have stopped her. I can respect that better than using as a cop-out it's all her fault. Yes, it was her fault. Yes, she fell in. But again, Adam was given the commandment. He, him, and God had the conversation, or really, God told him exactly what was going down. Where was the no? 
And again, like you said, sister, that was failed leadership. So who's to blame for that failed leadership? I say that Adam, that's Adam's fault. You failed at being a leader. That's what I say. But that, that's opinion that, that can be argued. That can be argued. So I just wanted to throw that in there. Did you have well, any uh, Well, according to Romans 5, verses 12 through 14, it, it really can't be argued. Because, I mean, that's why, of course, the... Um, you said Romans the world 5? through Adam. Verse uh huh. Verses E Romans five verses twelve through fourteen. It'll tell you that that's why sin ended through Adam through Eve. Oh really? Okay, hold on. Let, let me get there. Remember, I'm 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 going old school here, so you know it takes me a little bit more time to get to where I need to get to. But I'll get there. Okay, so uh, you said Romans five. Uh huh. Verses twelve through fourteen. Verse? 12 to 14. Let's get that out because I'm, I'm kind of curious. Let's see. Okay. Uh, okay, here he is. Here we go. Here we go. Romans 5, verse uh, verse 12. Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin, and so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. Verse 13. For unto the law sin was in the world, but sin is not input inputted when there is no law. You want me to continue, sir? No, ma'am. You can stop right there. That's just okay. uh, stating that the that sin came through Adam. Um, it's also in First Corinthians fifteen verse. Uh, I want to say maybe starting at verse twenty through. 21 or 22, and it also tells you that, of course, Adam was credited with sin entering through him. Okay, so you Although said 1 Corinthians first. chapter what? 1 yeah. um, Corinthians what, chapter what? 5. Uh-huh. And I believe it starts around verse 20, 23, 20, 21, 22, and maybe 23. I may be wrong. I don't have, I, I mean, I have my, um, Phone in front of me, I can go to the app on here. Okay. But it seems like okay, you can give it a flow okay, quicker than I can go back and forth between she was quite ready on right. my um right. Okay, you said first okay. Corinthians chapter five. Okay, so that only goes up to thirteen. <laughs> oh Did my I think goodness. Okay. Corinthians chapter fifteen. Oh, you said okay. I'm sorry. So I'm in the wrong. No, starting around verse 20. 15, starting around verse 20. Okay, and it says this. But now is Christ risen from the dead and become the first fruit of them that slept. For since by man came death, by man came also the resurrection of the dead. Verse 22. For as in Adam all died, Mm. Even so, in Christ shall all be made alive. Let me go to verse yeah, that's 23 as well. I, I, yeah, I'm feeling this. Hold on. Okay. But every man in his own order, Christ, the first fruit, afterward, they that, they that are Christ at his coming. 
again, so, so these two scriptures that you uh, that you gave, they're steadily mentioning the man, steadily holding Adam accountable, and they mentioning right. Eve. Um, and, and I'll say this that although Eve, Eve did eat, she did eat first, she did give the food to Adam. But um, you got some Kermit, feedback, so you got some feedback. I need you to uh, speak into your mic. Can you hear me better now? Mm, no, not really. Uh, what do I have an echo? Yeah, no, you sound like you're real far away. Oh, I don't know what's wrong with my speech. Okay, now you're better. Now you're better. Okay, whatever you did, okay, you're better you better now. Okay, you can hear me better now? Okay. Yes, Okay, okay. But, uh, yeah, I, I, what I was saying was that although Eve ate first, and she also gave the fruit to Adam, which is what what's emphasized a lot, um, the fact that the failure within leadership is not really emphasized as much sometimes. Um. Actually, let's go back to Genesis and finish reading what happened mm-hmm. once they transgressed, because uh, I think that's interesting also. Um, we'll go back to Genesis chapter 3, mm-hmm. starting at about, let's start at verse 7, because we, we got to the part where she gave um, Adam the fruit. So let's start at verse 7. And read the rule. Just read, and then I'll tell you when to stop. Because we're gonna we're gonna okay, see cool. what happened after they ate the fruit. Okay, cool. Uh, Genesis chapter three, verse seven, and it reads: And the eyes of them both were open, and they knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves, sewed fig leaves together, and made themselves aprons. Verse eight. And they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord amongst the trees of the garden. Verse 9. And the Lord God called unto Adam and said unto him, Where art thou? Verse 10. And he said, I heard thy voice in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked. And I hid myself. And he said, Who told thee that thou was naked? Hast thou eaten of the tree whereof I commanded thee that thou shouldest not eat? Verse 12. Hold on right there, sis. Hold on right there. Mm -hmm. So so Mm -hmm. there you can see that when God came in the garden, he didn't even talk to Eve. Who did he talk to first? He talked to Adam. He talked to Adam. He talked to Adam. He asked he asked Adam what was going on. And then as you keep reading on down to verse 11, you can see why he talked to Adam. Because he said, I commanded you not to eat. Uh-huh. He, showed he didn't say anything about, he didn't say anything about, um, uh, well, what's going on with Eve. He was talking to Adam. You know, God knew fully well what went on. He didn't need for him to tell him what went on. He already knew what happened, top to bottom. But I think that it's very telling that God addressed Adam. So let's keep reading. You know, go ahead with verse. What can I? Uh huh. Go ahead. Before we go ahead. continue reading, I did get a question. I did get a question um, a couple of days ago from a sister, and she said, "You know, I wonder what it would have been like 
Yes, if Eve did eat the apple from 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 the tree, of course. But what if Adam did? What if he didn't eat the apple? What would have what what uh, transpired? What would God have did? I said, well, I don't know. I don't know. Honestly, I don't. Um, that's a, and I think that's a good question. Honestly, me <laughs> like if you got the woman that eats this fruit. And she's not supposed to. And but Adam doesn't eat. That is a good question. I wonder how that would have turned out. But uh, I just wanted to throw that in there because I thought I would ask. Um, mm. Okay, so we're gonna go yeah. and finish. <laughs> That's a good question, though. Well, you know what, sis? An even bigger question is an uh, even bigger question is when God gave Adam the commandment. Did he translate that properly? That's an even bigger question. When he was given the commandment, mm. what exactly did he tell Eve? Did he translate that properly? What what was lost mm. in translation that would make her doubt anything he had said? What made it so True. easy for the serpent to say, you should not surely die? So, again, no question. the question is always going to be uh, the lapse in leadership. Boy, these some, these some I mean, we questions. were not there, so we don't know what transpired. But, we but what we know. do right, know is right. that they both sinned. That they both sinned. That's what we do know. Correct. So that's what we so, do yeah, know. So yeah, so go ahead. <laughs> okay. So starting at, uh, I'm gonna take it back to verse 11. And okay. he said, "Who told thee that thou was naked? Hast thou eaten of the tree whereof I commanded thee that thou should not eat?" Verse 12, and the man said, the woman whom thou givest, uh, gavest to be uh, with me, she gave me of the tree, and I did eat. And the Lord God said unto the woman, what is this that thou hast done? And the woman said, the serpent beguiled me, and I did eat. Verse 14, and the Lord Hold said on right unto there. Before the serpent. Before we... Mm-hmm. Before we get into the um, this to, the, to the curses serpent. that were pronounced, yeah, let's let's talk about verse twelve and verse thirteen for a second. Uh, yeah. When you read verse thirteen, you can say you can see immediately when God addressed Adam, what he did was he blamed Eve. You see that he blamed Eve for his lack for his lapse in leadership. Uh huh. He blamed Eve for yep. what happened in the garden. Although he was there, remember he was right there now. Well, I, okay. Now, see, now that that's where it com- conflicts because I've heard that oh, uh, Adam was across the way and she brought the apple to him. Then, uh, and and that that leaves another question: like, if Adam was across the way, away from Eve, Eve over here talking to the serpent, Eve eats from this apple. Again, Adam don't know what's going on. And she brings him this apple and say, eat. Here, you go, eat. He eats. He don't know. You know what I'm saying? So he has, <laughs> he, he's definitely, the, the scriptures are letting you know, he was definitely right there when everything went down. And I think that's what really made God upset because you allowed this to go on in front of your face. I 
that's 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 how I'm picturing it right now in my mind, sister. If you can just see exactly what I'm saying, just picture it. You got the serpent talking to Eve, and then Eve grabs this apple. Adam's standing right there. He looking at all of this go down, and he don't say nothing. Now let's so take so Adam what you're out. saying is that people have actually argued that Adam wasn't there with her. Girl, yeah. Yes. Oh, Adam wasn't nowhere around. But then again, you can't know that if Adam was nowhere around, then what is God getting mad at Adam for, uh, for something and he didn't know he wasn't nowhere around? He had to be around. they trying to say, and I'm trying this argument, they're trying to say that Adam was across the way. He was nowhere near Eve and the serpent. If that was the case, I can't see God passing judgment against Adam for something he did not know. Well, well hold on, sis. In verse, in verse 6, in, in Genesis chapter 3, verse 6, uh-huh. let, me, let me read this. I'm going to read it. Okay. Verse 6. Okay. Genesis, this is Genesis 3, verse 6. It says, then the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and delightful to look at, and it was desirable for obtaining wisdom. So she took some of this fruit and ate it. She also gave some to her husband, comma, who was with her, comma, and he ate it. It does now this verse does not just say she took it and gave some to her husband, period. There's literally right. a comma there that says who was with her. <laughs> Right. Which means right. it's adding on to what was already going on in the scene. And then there's another comma that says, and he ate it. So basically what this is saying was that he was there with her, and then he ate it. It, it, it did not say anything about she took the fruit and gave it to her husband, period. Now, if, if there had been a period there, there could be some questions. Uh-huh. uh-huh. As to when, where, and how she gave it to him. But the very fact that there's a descriptive here telling us that he was there with her. You can't deny that, whether you want to or not. Well, sister, you you I I hey, you can't you can't tell these people that. And and some of these I'm like and it, it we're all used to it. Like some of these people just um regarding the Hebrew it's like they, they literally just change and flip things to make it convenient for themselves. And and the scriptures tell you clearly not let me also so, show the admission in, in the fact that he was oh. trying to deflect the the um responsibility from himself. He admitted it um it, in the very um place where he was trying to reflect I'm sorry, trying trying to deflect responsibility. So if you look at Genesis three verse twelve, um, when God asked him, you know, what did you do? Here was here was his response. He said, The man replied the woman you gave to be with me, she gave me some of the fruit from the tree, and I ate it. Does that not signify the fact that he knew exactly where the fruit was from? Uh, it does uh, to me. Uh, it signifies that he knew exactly where that fruit was from. His response to God was, uh, she gave me some uh-huh. fruit from the tree, and I ate it. He didn't say she gave me fruit from somewhere and I didn't know where it came from and I and I ate it. He let God know where she got that fruit from. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. 
He was there. So so he, he didn't there. even lie about what he did, but in his response, he tried to deflect the responsibility from himself. And don't we see a lot of that going on today? Amen. For centuries. For centuries, though. For centuries. But let me keep reading because I'm going to show you something else. I'm sorry. Go ahead. What you say, sis? I'm not saying that women don't carry their own faults and their own sins. But when we start talking about, and I I ain't just talking about no pulpit stuff, but I'm talking about leadership, period. When, okay, you want leadership, you want leadership, you want leadership, you got leadership. But then, again, what I spoke about earlier was when it comes down to the good times and the bad times. And I'm and I'm noticing this a lot. But when bad times come about, that's when we reflect. You know, that's when I see the leaders begin to, you know, deflect, reflect, whatever you want to call it, and throw it off. Oh, well, it's her fault. She did that, and and it was. And this is why we constantly see God coming to rule the leader. So. That's why I asked again, when do you let your leadership roll down? When only when bad times happen? Because I see a lot of that going on. But I, I just wanted to throw that in there. I'll shut up. Go ahead. <laughs> still there, sis? Are you still there? Yeah, I'm still here. I'm sorry. I was still on mute. Okay. But let's look at that. Let, okay. Let's look at what happened. <laughs> Let's look at uh-huh. what happens. Um, so we read, uh, I'm going to start back at verse 12 again. It says, then the man replied, the woman you gave to be with me, she gave me some of the fruit from the tree, and I ate it. Verse 13 says, so the Lord God asked the woman, what is this you have done? And the woman said, it was the serpent. He deceived me, and I ate it. So you can see in verse 12 and 13, the first thing that happened is that Eve, I'm sorry, Adam deflected responsibility from himself onto Eve. Then you'll see clearly where Eve did what you call follow the leader. <laughs> she oh, saw Adam true. deflect the responsibility of himself, and she did the same thing. You see that, sis? Mm-hmm. She followed right in behind him. So since he cast the responsibility off. She did say, she said, well, it's not my fault either. It's the serpent's fault. So again, you see the, the lack and the failing leadership. Then you see the woman following his lead. Yeah. And the serpent ain't got nobody else to blame. <laughs> and you notice that? <laughs> yeah, so, so so then God dealt with him In verse 14 it says Then the Lord God said to the serpent Because you have done this You are cursed more than any livestock And more than any wild animal You will move on your belly And eat dust all the days of your life I will put hostility between you and the woman And between your seed and her seed He will strike your head And you will strike his heel And that's known as the uh, Proto-evangelist Evangelium, I think is what it's called, which uh-huh. is basically uh, prophesying Christ. But uh, but yeah, she she watched her husband uh, deflect responsibility, so then she turned around and did the same thing, the very same thing he did. Uh-huh. And that's what you call uh-huh. following the leader. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and then you know how they say stuff roll downhill. <laughs> so so Adam played Eve, Eve played the serpent, and the serpent ain't got nobody else to blame. So but then you find God, He said, "Well, you know what? I blame all of you. all of y'all the fault." He started with the serpent first, because yeah, it started with him. You had no business coming to them, telling them nothing or whatever, you know, the case happened. You wicked. So, of course, God knew where it started from. And then he modulates back up. You notice how that goes? They roll the blame down, but then God rolls the blame back up. Amen. Ain't that odd? Amen. Look. <laughs> Well, well, we'll go on and keep going. Let's see. Let's see how God how God dealt with it, um, which will also oh. explain the the way the roles were distorted um, due to the fall. So, verse sixteen says, "Unto the woman he said, I will greatly multiply thy sorrow, and thy conception in sorrow. Thou shalt bring forth children." And thy desire shall be to thy husband, and he shall rule over thee. Verse seventeen. Mm, let me let me and address un- that for a second. Let me address right. that for a second. It says, "Your desire will be for your husband; he will rule over you." If you look at the way um, God set things up before the fall, that's not how mm-hmm. it was. Let me explain what I mean. Okay. Hold on, let me let me find the verse here. Okay, yeah. take your time, because I find that very uh, that kind of interesting as well. So you, you like this this story? You have to really examine. You really have to take time to actually read what's going on because it's it's kind of short. Um, it holds a lot of information when you actually dig and actually read. Um. So, and that's another issue um, that we have with the Hebrew Israelites. We find that they do, a lot of them don't read um, and actually truly study like like they should. And and this is why we have a big ball of confusion going on. But I, I'm wondering, sis, are they really truly confused or are they doing this purposely? But that's just a, you know, question I had in the back of my mind, but... Did you get your scripture yet? So while she's looking for the scripture, again, I'm going to announce again. Um, uh, you're listening to Shift Radio with uh, Sister Raquel and me, myself, Sister Cherry Love, uh, members of the Shift Choir. And today we're talking about weeds in the garden, uh, the transgression of Adam and Eve. Uh, so please, by all means, if you're listening, call in. Uh, the number is 917-889-2233. Again, that is 917-889-2233. Oh, and don't forget to subscribe to some of my brothers. Uh, of the show squad. I forgot to throw this in. I'm so sorry. <laughs> uh, please subscribe to my brother's. Uh, uh, from the Shield Squad, um, Brother Vocab Malone, Brother G Con, 
uh, consciousness. I call them decon because, you know, it's so long. So, but yes, yeah, Brother Deconsciousness, uh, please subscribe to his channel. Uh, as well, I recently I have my own channel. Uh, this is Jerry Love, and uh, we will be having an upcoming channel, hopefully. Uh, Sister Raquel, she's getting that together. Uh, she'll be having her own channel. We've got Brother G-Man as well. Uh, he has his own channel as well as the G-Podcast show um, that he does every Monday night as well as um, he does the G-Podcast Rogue on Saturday. Um, I can't give you a specific time, but um, <laughs> uh, I can't give you a specific time uh, because he, he bounces time, uh, his times around. And just before we get to you, we do have a caller. Um, so let me tap this caller. Uh, hold on. Okay, and I, I found what I was looking for. Okay, well, before you go, uh, 402-402, you are live on Shield Squad Radio, if you want to go ahead and... Yeah, this is TVCO. How you, Hi, how you ladies CEO. doing? I'm doing just fine. Hi, brother. Fine. How are you? God bless you. Hey, God bless y'all, too. I've been listening to the program and so forth. Um, you know, there's a lot of things that's... You know, I mean, going through my mind as you guys are going through the the scriptures and so forth, and um, you know, it's it's. I mean, how much time do I have? Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, brother. Yeah. Okay. Um, you know, the main factor in this whole equation is the serpent. You know, what I mean, it's it's the serpent. You know, he was powerful enough to deceive not only Eve, but Adam also. You know what I mean? And as I was going through the book of Revelation while you guys was on the phone, I noticed something. The serpent starts in the garden and he ends in the book of Revelation, still doing the same thing that he started in the Garden of Eden. So there are some scriptures that I wanted to point out um, concerning, you know, the serpent, which is the devil, the dragon, you know, um, and mankind, you know, whether it be a woman or a man, you know, I mean, the scripture is very clear when it comes to dealing with who the serpent really is and his goal throughout, you know, the whole entire Bible from Genesis to Revelation. So um, there's a couple of scriptures that uh, I believe God gave me um, by way of the Holy Spirit to kind of, you know, paint a picture of, you know, how Satan works through mankind to pretty much, you know, carry out his agenda, you know what I'm saying, that he started in the garden um, before all this, you know, debate between men and women and who's supposed to be in leadership and, you know, the the woman can't lead, the woman can't teach because, oh, you know, Eve was the one that got deceived. But these scriptures, you know what I mean, pretty much says something different. So I just wanted to point out these scriptures, um, you know what I'm saying, and kind of show Satan's whole agenda 
you know what I'm saying, that he started out with from the garden. Okay. Um, uh, is it a um, uh, scripture that you would like me to go to or that you want to read yourself? Um yeah, it's just um, it's a couple of different scriptures, but um, I believe that it, you know, what I'm saying it kind of show you, you know, the whole process. You know, what I'm saying it's a process that's taking place um, with mankind and the serpent's agenda. Because what what's going on here? Um, there's a lot of focus on, like I said, the woman. You know, what I mean, as if it was just the woman that was deceived in the garden. And and scripture clearly shows something co- completely contrary to that uh, belief system. You know what I'm saying? And these scriptures, when I go to these scriptures, it's going to show um, if it's just woman um, that men's supposed to be afraid of. You know, oh, you can't let the woman teach his, the woman is going to deceive you and, and so forth. You know what I'm saying? So you see that that's the whole that's the whole thing when it comes to Satan. That he's a serpent. So so if well, he could was, cast I, Go ahead. Well I was also I was also addressing just the leadership role in, in, in as a whole. Not not just within the in the church, but I'm addressing leadership role period throughout this life. And what I'm looking at and what she just, you know, what we were going through in Genesis 3 uh, regarding when God spoke to Adam, yada, 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 gave him the, you know, gave him the commandment, hey, don't touch the tree, yada, 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 go further along, Eve is in the garden, serpent talks to Eve, yada, 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 and she eats and then she gives the, um, gives the apple, uh, apple to Adam. Now, with that being said, I asked the question, and even though it doesn't say to, but I'm still asking the question to the leaders, which is the men, which is you men, and and I am cool with that. Where was the no? Where was the no at the time? And then here's another question that I have to throw out. When you are in leadership role, do, do you throw down your leadership role in good time or in just in bad time? Or are you supposed to obtain and uplift that leadership role, maintain it, whether it's good time or bad time? And like I just said to Sister Raquel, that clearly I'm seeing over and over and over and over and over again that the men that's in leadership role, and I'm not bashing men, I literally, we find a lot of men who's in the leadership role hiding behind the skirt of Eve. What's going on with that? When did God yeah, and show up when you can lay down your leadership role? I, that's, I'm just I'm just asking a question. I wish it was some more men on here that will literally, you know, be able to answer that question. But you know, hey, I know that's, um, that's, that, that, that's, yeah, that that's the reason why I called in because. You know, I mean, as as you, you know, you both were talking and stuff, I started going into the scriptures, and I'm like, you know, the serpent is real slick, you know what I'm saying? Because he got this whole sex war going on, you know, man versus female, female versus man. Oh, it's the man's fault. It's the woman's fault. It's the man's fault. It's the woman's fault. And I'm like, 
that's his whole agenda. You know what I'm saying? That's Satan's whole agenda. You know what I mean? So I was looking at how you guys was going through and you was showing how Adam knew he wasn't supposed to do it, but he did. So it, it had to have been a reason why Adam, though, yeah, Eve, sure enough, she ate first, but he could have simply said no. You know what I'm saying? Everybody got their own mind, their own heart. You know what I'm saying? And he could have simply said no, but it's something that made him say, you know what? I'm going to eat this because I want the same thing that Eve wanted. You know what I'm saying? I, I want to be a God too. You know what I'm saying? You know, I want to know good from evil. I want to be like God. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And that's the agenda here. So, so look at this. When you take a woman out of the equation, what do you have? Men, right? Men trying right. to be God. Men trying to be God. Men trying to be kings. Men trying to be great. You know, men trying to be the leader over everything. You know what I'm saying? And so it's not just, you know, you got Satan blaming the woman. That's why so many women is being abused right now. That's why so many women is being mistreated and, and treated like trash. You know, in the Middle East, and, you know what I'm saying, in the hood and, and in certain places, women are treated like just these things that you use and dispose of. You know what I'm saying? And, mm -hmm. and, and, and Satan is behind all that. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But, but the, way, the way God looks at things, God look at the heart, you know what I'm saying? He look at men. And so when I go through these scriptures, I'm going to show you that though Eve did what she did, God is not so much focused on a woman. You know what I'm saying? He's, he's looking at the serpent. He's looking at the devil. And then he's looking at man's reaction to the devil. You know what I'm saying? Not just a woman. Oh, you know, don't listen to the woman. The woman ain't the problem. See, remember, Satan started it in the garden. It wasn't Eve. Satan started it. In essence, Satan, I mean, Adam listened to the serpent because it was the serpent's instruction that made Adam eat the fruit. That's why God went down the chain. He went to Adam. Then he went to Eve. Then he went to the serpent. So a lot of people is excluding Satan out of the equation and blaming the woman. You know what I'm uh -huh. saying? And Adam was the one who received the instruction directly from God. So in essence, um, Adam, if, if you know, eventually listened to the serpent. You know, another voice other than the voice of God. You know what I'm saying? And, 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 you know, the serpent told Eve, and then Eve, you know, you know, gave the fruit to Adam. You know so what I'm saying? So are basically saying the same, fault that took, the same fault that took place back then, are you saying that that's on, would you agree that that's been continued on for centuries and centuries and all the way up until today? Yep. Yep, it's the same exact, it's the same exact, uh, 
what you call it, strategy that's taking place right now. And but but notice, like I said, instead of man focusing on what the serpent is doing, they got man abusing woman and blaming mm-hmm. the woman as if it wasn't Adam listening to the serpent. You get what I'm saying? If if Adam did not listen um, to the serpent, because remember, it wasn't Eve's instruction that got Eve to do that. It was the serpent's instruction. And when I go through these scriptures, I'm going to show you it's the serpent that deceives people. It's not the woman. A woman could only tell you so much. And as a man, it's up to you to listen. But but when it comes to the serpent, it, the serpent relates to men. You, you know, I'm, I'm going to show you what I mean. A lot of men desire power. That's why you got a, a drug lord or a kingpin or, or a, a pimp or an OG gangster in the hood, you know, or, or a captain or something, you know. Or a king over an army, a king over a kingdom. Men desire power. They desire power. And, and just like Satan tried to overrule God and overthrow God in his kingdom, he tried to put that same principle in man's heart. But he liked to cast the blame on somebody else. You know what I'm saying? So he put Eve in the middle of the crossfire. <laughs> That's why when you get to Revelation chapter 12, what do you see? Huh? The Uh, dragon persecuted the what? The woman. uh He persecuted the woman. He's trying to get rid of the woman. Mm Mm-hmm. Correct. Absolutely. You know, so, so yeah, um, so the, the first scripture I really wanted to go to um, is, uh, we call it, um, second, oh, well, I'll, I'll say first Timothy, um, chapter four. First Timothy chapter four? Yeah, first Timothy chapter four. Okay, that's my favorite scripture right there. <laughs> All right, here we go. Sorry, I got old faithful, hold on, that's, that's my Hard copy Bible. I'm, I'm not on. Uh... Okay, First Timothy chapter four, and it speaks this, and here it, it reads: Now the Spirit speaketh expressively that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils, speaking lies in hypocrisy, having their conscience sheared with hot iron. Verse three. Forbidding to marry and commanding to abstain from me, which God has created to be received with thanksgiving, of them which believe and know the truth. Verse 4, for every creature of God is good, and nothing to be received, if it be received with thanksgiving. Verse 5, for it is sanctified by the word of God and prayer. Verse 6. If thou put the brethren in remembrance of these things, thou shalt be 
a good minister of Jesus Christ, nourishing up in the word of faith and good doctrine, whereunto thou hast obtained, verse 7, but refuse rather unto godly, verse 8. For the body exercise profitable little, but godliness is profitable unto all things, having promise of the life that now is and of that which is to come. Verse 9, this is a faithful saint and worthy of expectation. Verse 10, for therefore we both labor and suffer reproach because we trust in the living God who is the Savior of all men, especially of those that believe. Verse 11, these things commanded and teach. Mm. Verse 12, let no man thy youth, but be thou an example of the believer in the word, in conversation, in charity, in spirit, in faith, in purity. Verse 13, till I come, give attendance to reading, exhortation, to doctrine. Verse 14, neglect not the gift that is in thee, which was given thee by prophecy, which with the laying of the hands of Presbytery. Verse 15, meditate upon these things, giving thyself holy to them. And that thou, oh, sorry, may appear to all. Take heed unto thyself and unto the doctrine, continue in them. For in doing this, thou shalt both save thyself and them that hear thee. That's the whole chapter, brother. Okay. All right. So if you notice, it said in the latter times, some shall, the, the Spirit, the Spirit, the Holy Spirit testify, right, that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith, giving uh-huh. heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils, you know, speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their conscience seared with an hot iron you know, and uh, forbidden to marry and, and, you know, to abstain from food, certain foods and so forth. Now, if we, if we look throughout history, uh, you know, when we read the word of God and the words of Jesus Christ and so forth, you know, it's kind of like Adam, he, you know, God gave Adam the instruction, but, you know, something happened with which caused Adam to depart from the faith. You know, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So Uh we see where in the latter times, in the last days, men, right, you know, some are going to depart from the faith. And, And who do we have as teachers? We have men. We have mainly men teaching, okay? And uh, Uh they're teaching certain things that is completely contrary to what's written. You know, these new interpretations of scriptures and these new teachings that that's not even in the word of God and, and not in that form, 
So, you know, what is taking place? Okay, now go to Second Timothy chapter 2. I mean, chapter 3. Okay, Second Timothy chapter right. 2, verse 3. Yeah, cha- chapter 3, chapter 3, Second Timothy chapter, chapter 3. I'm going to show you something. Remember, remember, it's the woman's fault. Right, it's it's the woman's fault, you know. She fell because she listened to the serpent, and you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but let's see what Second Timothy um, said. You know what what does Second Timothy say? Just go, just go ahead and read. I'm gonna show you something. Okay. Do you want me to start at verse one, or do you want me to start at verse three? Please start at verse one. Okay, Second uh, Timothy chapter 3, verse 1. This know also, that in the last day, perilous times shall come. Verse 2, for men shall be lovers of their own selves. Mm. Hold on, Covetous. hold on. So right. notice, remember, remember I said it was a reason why Adam ate that fruit. It was the reason why Adam ate that fruit. It was the reason why he chose not to listen to God. It wasn't that he just listened to his his wife. You know, I mean, his wife could have told him anything. The point is, he ate from the fruit. Now we're getting some clarification here on why men choose to do the opposite of what God said. Okay, so go ahead and read. Now, notice a woman has nothing to do with it. You see, this is the same Apostle Paul. The same Apostle Paul that talked about, remember the woman, you know, she was deceived and she gave the fruit to Adam, right? This is the same Apostle Paul in 2 Timothy chapter 3. Now, listen what Apostle Paul says about men. And he said, none by the woman, men. No, you know, it's going to get to the point, but go ahead and read it again. Now, it's talking about men, okay, men. All right, but go ahead. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, mm, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, verse 3, without natural affection, truth breakers, false accusers, incontent, fierce, despisers of those that are good. Verse 4, traitors, heedy, high-minded, lovers of pleasure, more than lovers of God. Verse 5, having a form of godliness, but denied the power thereof from such turn away. Verse 6, which creep into houses and leap captive silly women. Laden with sin, led away with drivers of lust. Verse seven. All right. All right. Hold on. Hold on. Notice. Um. You, you. Do you notice there has been a transition? Notice who became lovers of themselves and boasters and proud and blasphemers and despisers of those that are good and with our natural affection, and have a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. Men, 
Yeah. Notice the woman have nothing to do with it. Notice it's, it's these same men who are creeping into women's homes and leading the woman captive. Because why? That's the, the serpent's agenda. Notice that Adam began to blame Eve immediately for his own decision. So you got yes, these sir. men... These men that are rejecting the word of God and they claim to be, oh, the children of the Most High God. Now, with these doctrines that these so-called Hebrew Israelites are preaching, it is demonic. It's not of God. How do you know? If you've got to change the definition and change the meaning and the interpretation of Scripture, if you've got to add and remove words out of the Bible, to bring uh-huh. forth your doctrine, that is of the devil. Okay, Amen. that's what Satan came to them, came to them in the garden and told Eve, you shall not surely die. So you got them, the so-called Hebrew Israelites, teaching men that they could fornicate and it equals to marriage. So they could sleep around. They could have a bunch of women and, and um, you know, forbidden to marry. Now they're saying you don't need a, a court document. You, you don't need no document of, of a marriage certificate. Yet they're forbidden well, well, to marry. Let me say this, brother. Let me interject on that uh, uh, regarding that because we touched on that before under the subject of polygamy. Because we we can go so many directions with this subject. But we touched on that, and Sister Raquel was there, uh, uh, regarding them telling them that uh, marriage begins with sex. And I say for any woman, any woman that believes that in today's age or any time, you are silly. Because literally, if that man dies, you get nothing. Honestly, you're not secure. And, 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 and it's just another way to trick these women into this foolishness and make them think, yeah, we married. We spiritually married, but there's no proof. So that man, even if he didn't die, he could walk away from that sister. Right, but but see, there's a big problem with that. There's a big problem with that. If if sex equals marriage, then what is fornication? What is fornication? Then that means there's no fornicator on planet Earth. Well, I won't. Everybody that. That means everybody that have sex, they're married. There's no such thing as fornication then. You see, this is, these are the doctrines of devils, okay? The Bible clearly states in the New Testament that one wife, one husband. Why? Jesus brought it up in Matthew chapter 19. Huh? He who created them. Created them both male and female, and said, For this reason shall a man leave his mother and father and cling unto his wife, and they too become one flesh. Now they may bring up Abraham, they may bring up Solomon, they may bring up that have nothing to do with it. When they did that, it didn't take the right. 
Let me let me get Sister Raquel up in here real quick because I she's been mighty quiet and kicking back here. Uh, Sister Raquel, um, did you want to definitely um, uh, interject? I know you were coming with a scripture. I'm sorry because it, it the the conversation got good. Um, <laughs> uh, did, did you definitely want to interject here? I know she's on. Uh, no, 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 no. I was, I was, no, I was listening. No, you guys can go ahead. Oh. I was listening. Oh, <laughs> I know. But that, did you, did you want to, um, did you want to throw anything into the bucket here? Because the TVCO don't step this up a whole notch yet. <laughs> so I wanted to see if you wanted to interject uh, and feedback on what what he has said so far. Okay, I guess not. Um, right. No, but I, I know that um, as far as what he's talking about with uh, fornication, I know that sometimes you will hear there's a redefining of the word fornication. Um, I don't want to put it in the wrong term. So I'm going oh, in to see boy. if I, I had it in my notes. But, yeah, they definitely, in order to um, support what they're saying about uh, sex equals marriage, they have to go in and read. They do. They have to redefine the word fornication, and they do do that. Okay. Um, I'm looking for that in my notes. Would you guys go ahead? I'm going to see if I go ahead. Okay, okay. So she said redefine. She said redefine. Okay, so Clint, what do y'all expound on that? What do you mean redefine how? How are we redefining fornication here? When God clearly said that fornication is wrong. So, I mean, I agree with y'all, but I need y'all to make this clear for the audience because a lot of them <clears throat> and some of the Hebrew Israelite audience that are doing this, I need y'all to make this clear for them to, to show them exactly what they are doing because they are confusing, they are manipulating, and, and, and hey, they getting holes and silly women that's allowing this. So y'all need to come with something back here because I need this explained. Now, the thing about it, I'm, I'm going to explain something. Um, when, you know, as far as my knowledge is concerned, their uh, definition of fornication is idolatry. Like when you worship another god, oh, that is fornication. You know, no. Because when you go into the Old Testament, you know what word is substituted for idolatry? Is is um for idolatry? The the word that substitutes idolatry, the worship of another god, is adultery, not fornication. God used the word adultery as if Israel is um cheating on him with another idol, with a with a god, a false god. That's the word that is used, adultery. Fornication is sexual immorality. It's a sexual mm-hmm. sin. It is so they're redif- this is what I'm talking about. Speaking lies in hypocrisy. Okay, they're speaking lies. They're hypocrites because they themselves do not take God's word for what it clearly says. They twist it and they redefine and give new definition to words. That is speaking lies in hypocrisy because then they turn around and say Christians are not the are the ones that are twisting the word of God and is not uh, you know reading God's word in its proper context. 
That is why it says they're going to speak lies and hypocrisy. Having their conscience seared with an hot iron. You know, your conscience. Your conscience is what God has placed in you to know that what you're doing is wrong. So when they could twist God's word like that and tell a woman that she don't need no marriage paper showing that she's married, uh, you know why? Romans chapter 13 says what? About obeying the laws, right? So right, the laws right. of America says what? The laws of America says what? In order to be married, you need the marriage certificate. So they're going right. against Romans 13 and going against the laws of this land, saying all you have to do is have sex to be married. Well, well, they're well, not well, even. Well, because it's not only America. It's not only America that 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 has the uh, regarding the uh, the, right. the, the ancient Israelites right. also had a bill of marriage as well. So I don't understand how we just done drop down to no no bill of marriage. There, I know we don't we all over the place, ladies and gentlemen. But Adam and Eve literally touches on regarding you know relationship, leadership, marriage, etc. So all of this is tied here. We're not off track. In case you uh, in case you're wondering, we're not off track. We're definitely on track because between these two, male and female, that God created. Literally, it's tied into all of these subjects, and this is why we got the mess up going on here today. So, again, Brother TBCO, which you are absolutely correct, uh, again, you find the bill of marriage all the way back in those days. So, how do we get rid of it today? Talking about the ones that are doing this, dear brother. Go ahead and finish. I won't interrupt again. I'm sorry. Sister Raquel? Yes, 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 we're here. Sister Raquel, you sit there, you sit there, sister. I'm I'm here. Okay. So the the point that I'm trying to, to make is to show where Satan started it in the garden because he wanted to destroy Adam and Eve's marriage. He wanted to destroy God's plan for a man. And the woman. So now Absolutely, he got brother. right. I'll say this. So I'll he, say this. I've said that before that that his plan was to separate man from woman, and then also to separate man and woman from God. Absolutely. And then if you get into chapter four of Genesis, what do you see? You see one brother going against the other brother. One brother killing the other brother. He, you know, Satan's job is to kill, steal, kill, and destroy. Correct. You understand? So if we're going to rightly divide the word of truth, we need to rightly divide the word of truth. We, we cannot sit here and, and be one-sided and point fingers and say, okay, well, the woman, the woman, the woman, the woman, the woman, the woman. No, no. Eve did what she did. Adam did what he did. Okay. And then Christ came to fix everything. That's what Christ uh-huh. came to do. Okay, but still men reject Christ himself. Okay? Uh, you know, men reject Christ. Though he came, men still reject him. Okay, so we're reading about these men who have rejected Christ and is tr- still trying to dictate over the woman. You know, when you get to 
First Corinthians chapter 11, what do you see? I would have you to know that the head of every man is Christ. But see, people forget that part. The men uh-huh. forget that part. Men forget that their head must be Christ. The doctrine they teach must line up completely with the doctrine of Jesus Christ. You know, you don't just be the man. Why do you think that they leave that part out, if you don't mind me asking? I know that's a silly question, but I'm curious. Why why leave out God, Christ, and then just jump the man, woman, and then children? Well, they even leave out the children. They just want to say man is over woman. So why is Christ and, and, and God left out? I just want to know. It's the same reason why Adam chose to not listen to God and listen to the serpent. You know, people say, oh, Eve, Eve, Eve. No. First of all, God told Adam not to eat that fruit. So Adam did not listen to God. It didn't matter if he listened to Eve. The point is he didn't listen to God. And it was the reason why Adam did not listen to God. Okay, and Romans chapter 8 explains it. St. John chapter 3, verse 6 explains it. Mm-hmm. You know, even Psalm 51 explains it. Okay, Genesis chapter 8 explains it. Genesis chapter 6 explains it. I know I'm going all over the place. But... It has to do with men. It has to do with, 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 with what's in man's heart. You know, the flesh, the carnal mind, your natural mind, is at enmity with God. So Satan Amen. uses what's in man's heart already to use it against God. Amen. So it wasn't the fact that Eve told Adam to eat that fruit. It was in Adam's heart. That's why he was there, right? But he didn't stop it. Okay. He didn't say, Eve, Eve, what, are you crazy, Eve? Why in the world did you listen to that stupid serpent? No. He's like, well, good. Um, you, you, you ate? Okay, cool. I thought that was the only one. No. You know, so my point, he would not ate it if it wasn't in him. I give you an example. Right? You go to the book of Job, right? What did Job's wife told him? Oh, you hold fast to your integrity. Why don't you curse God and die? Why did Job say, you sound like one of those foolish women? Notice Job's response to his wife. Why Adam didn't respond to Eve like that? Because he had a fail in leadership. He failed. Yeah, why didn't... Adam said, Eve, how foolish of you to eat from that tree. Why Uh Job responded to his wife and told him, you sound like a foolish woman to tell me to curse God and die. You know, so we're looking at what's in man's heart. You go to Genesis chapter 6, you hear what God said is in man's heart. You go to Genesis chapter 8, You'll see what God said is in man's heart. You go to Jeremiah chapter 17, you'll see what uh, Jeremiah said is in man's heart. And I believe you go to John chapter 2, you'll see what Jesus said is in man. Okay? So 
Uh-huh. You you go to Second Timothy chapter three, like we're reading. What does it say? You remember the first commandment is to what? Love the Lord thy God with all, with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And what the second commandment? Love your neighbor as itself. But read for, for um Second Timothy chapter two. I mean chapter three. And go ahead and, and read says, it again. Just read like two so, verses. And starting at verse two, that's where you want me to start at. Yeah, no, read verse one and two real quick. I'm gonna show you something. One and two. Okay, and it says this. This is this known also that in the last days perilous times shall come. Verse two. For men shall be lovers of them their own selves. Covetous, bolsters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to their uh, to parents, unthankful, unholy. Mm-hmm. Verse three, without natural affection, truth breakers, false accusers, incontent, fierce, despisers of those that are good. Verse four, traitors, heedy, high-minded, lovers of pleasure. More than lovers of God. Stop, 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 stop. Notice, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. Notice, Uh Adam ate from that tree because he desired something else other than God. Men desire something else other than God. And they want to be in a leadership position. That's why they, they thrive on the fact that the man is the head. The man is the head. And they, they don't care nothing about Christ. It's not really about Christ. It's not really about Christ. If those so-called Hebrew Israelites cared about Christ, then that's what they would preach. You know, Jesus Christ and him crucified for the salvation of the whole world. They would the first thing wouldn't be what's your nationality? Do you know your nationality? Show me where the apostles preached that. Show me where Christ preached that. I can't You know, it if, 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 if it really had to do with your nationality, then you know what? Once that God chose Israel and as long as they're Israelites, that's all that matters. God would not destroy them. God would not have cast them out of his sight. You know, God would, uh, um, you know, he would know, told Moses, hey, I'm going to destroy all of them. I'm going to kill all of them. I'm just going to leave you, Moses. I'm going to destroy all of these people. Mm-hmm. If it had to do with their nationality, and as long as you're an Israelite, these are false doctrines. The apostles didn't even teach that. Oh, because you're Israelite, then it's all good. It's all good. You're not going to go to hell because you're an Israelite. You're not going to go to hell. Jesus Christ, who is the way, the truth, and the life, wouldn't have told them, you're going to die in your sins. You're from beneath. I'm from above. You're from this world. I'm not of this world. He wouldn't have told his own people that. He wouldn't have told them you're of your father, the devil. 
Uh-huh. If, 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 if them being Israelite really mattered to God, as if God cared. See, God called them. They didn't call God. God chose Amen. them. They chose God. Well, I, I, uh, I, well, we, we are pressed for time. Well, we can definitely go on and on here. Um, so um, <laughs> right now we are at the uh, two-hour mark. Uh, we got nine minutes left in the show. Um, I don't okay. know if uh, Ray- I, well before you go, I I, I just want to uh, let Sister Raquel jump in real quick uh, and, and give her her final thoughts as well, and then uh, that you can go ahead and finish up. You'll have like two or three minutes, and then I'm gonna go ahead and give some final words, and then we're gonna get up out of here. Go ahead, Sister Raquel, if you got anything to interject, um, and then we're gonna let TBC open. Okay, well, I'm just going to read the scripture that I was going to bring out before um, uh, Brother Mike called in. Um, it, it's basically just the scripture, the scripture I'm reading is Genesis 5. Uh, let me get back to it again. Verse 2, I believe. Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to show that, um, yeah, 5 and 2, Genesis 5 and 2, I do believe this. Okay, Genesis 5 and 2, and it reads here. Uh, male and female created he them and blessed them and called their name Adam in the day when they were created. And so Adam I was just showing that was, uh-huh, go ahead. Okay, go no, 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 go ahead. Was that was that just was that uh verse two? Mm-hmm. I didn't mean to cut you off. Okay. No, no, um, no that's I was fine. just showing mm-hmm. I just wanted to show that when he first created them he called them both Adam. So I just wanted to show that there was equality there. There was definitely equality there. That was before the fall. Um, that's all. I just wanted to bring that out. That's the verse that I was looking for. So if you, if you, um, you can see in Genesis 5, verse 2, um, he created them male and female. He called them both Adam. And then, of course, you know that when you go on, you'll see that Adam renamed um, the woman that he was given Eve. But God called them both Adam. I just wanted to show that equality there, that there was some equality. Roles are different. I absolutely agree with that, no doubt. But there was equality when he created them, uh, complementary equality. That's all I want to be on. I'm going to mute. Amen. And to, to reaffirm what you just said, you know, in Matthew chapter 19, Jesus Christ said the same thing. They're one flesh. That's how God intended it to be. The man and the woman under him, both of them following his instructions. Okay? But, you know, like I said, um, so real quick, um, if, if you want to, uh, could you please go to um, verse 13 of Second Timothy chapter 3 real quick? Hello? Hello? Yes, I'm still here. I'm not sure what happened with Sister Sherry. Maybe she had to leave out for a second. What was what was the uh scripture, brother? Yeah, uh second Timothy chapter um three verse thirteen real quick. Hey, second Timothy chapter three and verse thirteen. Yeah, verse thirteen. We're dealing with men. We're dealing with mankind. We're men, men in general. 
Okay, and it reads, but evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. Verse 14. Okay. But wait, wait a second. Notice what it says. You know, I'm, I'm trying to point out these specific scriptures since it's about the woman, the woman. The woman deceived the man. The woman deceived the man. Okay. All right. So from there, could you please go to Second Corinthians chapter 11, please? Second Corinthians chapter 11 and start at verse 13 through 15 for me. We're talking about okay. men. Yeah. Okay. Second, Second Corinthians chapter 11, starting with verse 13. It says, for such yes. false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into the apostles of Christ. Verse 14, and no marvel, for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. Verse 15, therefore it is no great thing if his ministers also be transformed as the ministers of righteousness, whose end shall be according to their works. All right. So do we see a pattern of men? They ain't got nothing to do with the woman. Nothing at all to do with women. Men. Men in these last days. Men. Now, could you go to Revelation chapter uh, 2 and read verse like 1 and 2? Please. Okay. Revelation chapter 2, verses 1 and 2. Verse 1 reads, And to the angel of the church of Ephesus write, These things saith he that holdeth the seven stars in his right hand, who walketh in the midst of the seven golden candlesticks. Verse 2, I know thy work, and thy labor, and thy patience, and how, how thou canst not bear them which are evil, and how thou hast tried them which say they are apostles and are not, and hast found them liars. Okay. Do we see a pattern? Absolutely. We see a pattern, right? We see a pattern with men, not women. Men. 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 Okay. Could you go to Revelation chapter 12, verse 9 for me, please? All right. Revelation chapter 12 and verse 9. Let's see. Okay, verse 9 reads, And the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceiveth the whole world, he was cast out into the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. Okay. The serpent, the devil, Satan, the dragon, who deceiveth the whole world, and especially men. He's deceiving men. Oh, wow. Okay. Oh, sorry, y'all. <laughs> I didn't mean to step away. Okay, we got uh, we got like less than two minutes left on air. Um, did you want to give any uh, final thoughts, uh, Sister Raquel and uh, Sister TVCO real quick? Because we got to drop a little time here. Go ahead, Sister Raquel. You could, you could take the floor. Okay, I didn't have any other words. I, I had brought out my last scripture. Um, and I think, uh, brother, were you were you able to get out all the scripture you wanted to bring out, brother? Um, actually, uh, you know, I had like I think Revelation chapter nineteen, verse twenty. Um, you know, where the false prophet and the beast are going to be cast into the lake of fire, and um, is the reason why I say that. Okay, um, because you go to Revelation chapter twenty. 
and you read from like verse 1 to verse 3, and then from verse 7 to verse 10, you'll find out that those who are following Satan, especially these men, and whosoever follow Satan is going to be cast into the lake of fire. So I just want to say that. So with everything that both Sister Raquel, Sister Cherry, and I myself have brought out, you know, using the scriptures to show that it's not just woman and it's Satan that's deceiving man, and he got these, these so-called Hebrew Israelites and some in the Christian church too, you know, that's leading people astray, that if you keep following these men and following Satan, you're going to be cast into the lake of fire and stop blaming women. All right, all right. Well, with that being said, I want to. With that being said, I want to shout out to everybody. I want to thank everybody for calling in and listening, um, brother TVCO. I thank you for uh, calling in and definitely giving your comments um, to the Shield Squad brothers. I want to say peace and love and blessings to you all. I love you all. God bless. Shield Squad.